0: Good morning, everyone. Let's try that again. Good morning, everyone. Perfect. Hi, I'm Donovan Brown, Senior DevOps Program Manager at Microsoft. And today, we're going to be talking about mobile DevOps. And I'm really excited to have my friend Thomas with me, who is one of the co-founders of HockeyApp. So, Thomas, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. All right, so I'm going to ask the question I know everyone is dying to know. (laughs) Why in the world is it called HockeyApp? Always <laughs> ah, oh, the same question over <laughs> and
1: over again. So, when we, we we founded Hockey App in 2010, one of our co founders, um, Andreas, he was starting an open source project. It was fully open source, both the client and the server. And he liked sports. He didn't like particularly hockey, but he was looking for a name. And so, um, so that's the one part of the story. And the other part is that the um, um, distribution on iOS is called ad hoc distribution.
0: Ad hoc, okay. Ad hoc,
1: so we took uh, he took the hawk from ad hoc mm-hmm. and added the key, so it became hockey.
0: I see. H- ad
1: hoc is key for my open source project. Gotcha. And then, you know, we had hockey kit as kind of like the open source thing, and then we thought, oh, what do we call the, uh, the commercial product, and we, you know, thought about different options, but there was already adoption in the hockey kit thing, so we thought, you know, as a starting point it would be the easiest to just, Call it Hockey Kit and Hockey App. So Hockey Kit is what you put into your app, the kit, and then okay. Hockey App is what you use on your browser, or on your on your iPhone to install the app. Sure, sure.
0: And then we went from there, and then you know we never bothered to look back. Yeah, it's a good name because it, I mean it's Thank unique, you. and, uh, yeah. and uh, the URL yeah. must have been safe, right? So if you can get the domain, it's a good name, right? Well, it's the domain, but together.
1: also you know not, nowadays we have the domain. We have our main system is rink, you know right. where you play hockey. Right. We have the little Zamboni icon. Or comment blind helper as puck, you know, gotcha. like what you play. So you can, and then you can use a hockey stick for tweets, and you know, can you, you go over the theme. Got it. perfect. And so perfect. it makes it easy to to brand it and to to kind of communicate the awesome. brand identity. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad that even though you're now a partner or part of Microsoft, we mm-hmm. haven't changed the name, right? Yeah. We're the worst at naming, if you weren't aware, right? So <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we left it hockey, although after, I'm like, maybe
1: yes. maybe you know. It's huge of the hotel.
0: Uh, I hope we don't change it. I hope we don't change yeah. it. So, what we really want to talk about is mobile DevOps. Everyone knows me as the DevOps guy, yeah. right? And then we went out and we acquired you guys, mm-hmm. and then we went out and acquired Xamarin, and we've mm-hmm. literally bought mobile DevOps. But yeah. when we say mobile DevOps, a lot of people are like, "Well, why do we classify mobile versus why isn't it just DevOps?" At the core, it still is, mm-hmm. right? Because I define DevOps here at Microsoft as the union of people, process, and products to mm-hmm. enable continuous delivery of value. To our end users, and that's true regardless if mm-hmm. it's mobile or if it's web or whatever, yeah. right? So that's the, that's yeah. crap. So
1: I would say I would I would see it a little bit differently. Okay. I would say we as Microsoft we invented mobile DevOps because sure we bought um, or Microsoft bought Hockey App, and then we as Microsoft bought Xamarin, and Xamarin yeah. had Test Cloud and Insights. At the same time, an integral part of DevOps is team mm-hmm. services, right? My oh, repo, sure. my work sure. item tracking, my build pipeline. So Microsoft already had this. Yep. And so the acquisitions kind of bring in the mobile part mm-hmm. and then the, the basics are, were already there. And of course, we have Absolutely. Visual Studio and we have .NET and stuff like Correct. that. So kind of like we brought the best parts of Microsoft together to define the mobile DevOps workflow.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I've never gone as strong as far as to say we like, defined it, which is interesting. Yeah. I would just call it mobile DevOps, but arguably I don't know of any other vendor who has what we have. Right.
1: So, I mean, there's competitors, obviously, um, but I wouldn't say they call it mobile devops. I think we were the first to call it actually mobile devops, Got and maybe it. there's you know, some internet link where you can find and somebody else called it like this before, but I think we were part of the early adopters of that term sure. to drive the mobile devops movement forward.
0: Okay, so you said there's other competitors out there, but yeah. would you say there's other competitors in mobile devops that have everything?
1: There's no one who has... Not really, I mean, exactly. so they're, like, they're, like, let's say Google, right? Google has Firebase, and Firebase has um, analytics, and they have testing, and they have backend as a service as we have with, with Azure, but they don't have build, for example, right? They exactly. don't offer a build pipeline, and they don't uh, offer repo repositories and work item tracking anymore. So they, everybody has some components. Right now, we have the biggest assembly of, of workflow tools i, I just
0: had a, a customer meeting today and i went into that room and i and i made a very blanket statement and i said it with 100 percent confidence knowing nothing about that customer i said if you are not using visual studio team services as your devops pipeline tool you are using more than one vendor yeah. and they looked at each other and they all started <laughs> nodding like he's right I'm like yes i know i'm right because mm-hmm. we're the only one who has the ide the language, the source control, the build, and even the cloud in which you run it in. No other vendor has all of that. Yes, we have competitions in cloud, yes, we have competitions in IDE, but those competitors don't also have the other part that I'm talking about.
1: Well, and the other cool thing is, we are the only ones who support iOS, Android, Android. Windows, Mac OS, Xamarin, (laughs) Cordova, React Native, right? (laughs) You name it, we support it. Exactly. Like no. We're the only one who's really independent. Like sure, we also sell Windows and Office and stuff like sure. that. But we're the only one on the developer side who's really independent of uh, the tool chain.
0: Absolutely. So we offer
1: everything. Yeah. Yes, because
0: I, I had to mention that as well, because I always talk about any language, any platform. So yeah. I, was, I was fortunate enough to be at Ignite while well, you yeah, were there. Me too. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> awesome, right? So okay. Scott uh, invited me to speak yeah. in the keynote, and I was so excited. And I had to say at least half a dozen times, Any language, any platform. And a lot of people think I'm bluffing when I say that. And I challenged 23,000 people at Ignite to bring me any language on any platform, and I will prove to you that I can deploy that. And I did Java right there on stage for them, right? Because our tool set now, like you said, not only does it have everything, we understand that you can't just be Windows and .NET because mm-hmm. our 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 customers mm-hmm. aren't just windows and dot net it's everyone is heterogeneous now everyone's trying to target everything with different mm-hmm. languages and now our build system and our tooling mm-hmm. is just basically i I don't have my laptop in here, my other laptops, but I literally have a Mac, yeah. I have a Linux Well, laptop, I have my Mac the, here, right? You have your PC <laughs> here's my iPhone. <laughs> exactly. Right? I mean,
1: the, and that's my real work machine. Yep. I do my all, all my work on this machine. And it's right? a, so that's, it's not, that's a
0: Microsoft yeah. no one would have recognized yeah. a decade or even yeah. dreamed would be the Microsoft we have today, which yeah. is amazing because I have a Linux machine in my backpack yeah. too. It's just, it's nuts. And so. then it runs,
1: you know, the team services build agent here, which is Node, you know, running Node on my Mac right. to build a v- Visual studio project. Right. Which is like.
0: Yeah. See, the node one, it's interesting, right? Because you mentioned node. Node is the old build agent. We have a new one written in .NET Core. Right, so it's literally. But it's the still running on my Mac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, .NET Core got open source, runs mm-hmm. everywhere. So what we did is we went back and redesigned mm-hmm. our agent so that we don't have to write it in Node and yeah. in .NET. I we see. now write it in .NET Core, and it's the exact same one runs on all three platforms. It's yeah. freaking awesome. So uh, obviously, you guys know me from I work in the VSTS <laughs> team. I'm a huge, huge fan <laughs> of our build system, so that's why I kind of yeah. geek out over that stuff. But let's talk again. Let's focus again on on mobile and whenever I talk about mobile DevOps, and the reason that I classified it differently is because I think personally, it's one of the hardest ways to implement because of the devices, mm-hmm. because of the unique way of testing, because it requires both Mac and mm-hmm. Windows or Mac and Linux to build everything. Mm-hmm. So I tell everybody, the fact that we can do mobile DevOps, mm-hmm. we can do any DevOps you want because mm-hmm. everything else is, is like easy compared yep. to what's going on in mobile. Uh, and talk to me a little bit more about what role Hockey HockeyUp plays in that DevOps pipeline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, so let's start. I mean, the obvious
1: start in the DevOps pipeline is always that I start on my Mac or my PC, I code something, right? And I push my code into my repository. And it can be any repository, right? A Git repository on GitHub, a Git repository on Bitbucket, or of course on Team Services. Even Subversion, we support Subversion too. So So I push my code into the repository, and now what I want to happen is that it automatically creates a build for me. So my build pipeline creates a build for me from my source. So we are like kind of transitioning from the code phase into the build phase, right? And that can be VSTS or Jenkins, whatever you prefer, you use it. The important part is it's automatic, right? I push code and automatically get a build outfit. And now I want to test that build. So we want to now, so I've moved from code into build. Now we want to move from build into test and deliver, right? And test and deliver are kind of two parts of the same story. One is hockey app where I can literally take my iPhone here, uh, open hockey app and install my app right away from my code that I just committed. So that's the one role place, plays, continuous delivery, continuous distribution uh, to all Microsoft employees, to your external testers, literally everyone you want to test with. And then the other uh, uh, side that actually also I own now is Test TestCloud. Okay. So we have uh, thousands of devices uh, in a data center uh, connected to uh, a server farm. And I can run my the same app that I ran run on my own phone and manually test o- test automatically on Test Load.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So I can record those tests both on my Mac or yeah. now I think there's an extension inside Visual Studio yeah. that allows me to automatically generate those without writing any code. Yeah. I can then test take those. Yeah, yeah test recorder. I can mm-hmm. then take those. And then as part of my CI build or even my release pipeline, mm-hmm. actually execute those yep. in the test cloud for yep. me, right? So,
1: and then, and then we have finished the testing, all tests are green, right? We got feedback from our testers on the phone, but we also want to collect data from the testers or from the employees or from the end users, because really a hockey app or a pipeline covers the whole life cycle. It's not only alpha or beta apps, it's all apps in all life cycles. So we kind of start to close the loop by monitoring stuff. So we see crash reports, we see custom events, sessions, users, all data you can really imagine. And then, now I have all that data, what do I do with it? I want to put them onto my backlog, so we have integration between hockey app and team services, so whenever a crash appears more often, or I have feedback from my users that I want to work on, I get a ticket, a work item in VSTS, and then I'm back on my Mac here, writing the next iteration. Exactly,
0: because when people talk about DevOps, sometimes they focus just on the automation part. And I say, you really need to broaden your view of DevOps. Mm -hmm. DevOps began with the idea Mm -hmm. and it doesn't end in my opinion until I am monitoring that idea in Mm -hmm. production because that monitoring is the only way I know if I delivered value. Otherwise, I just copied files to a person's Mm -hmm. machine and if they're not using that feature, I didn't deliver value. I just changed the code, right? So, it takes that custom telemetry you're talking about and when we start talking about custom telemetry, uh, Hockey App has some, but we acquired Xamarin, who had some. So, what, what is the new vision of mm-hmm. where do I go to get my telemetry and what happened to Xamarin Insights? So, yeah. what's going on there? So,
1: Xamarin, Xamarin had two lifecycle products one is Test Cloud and one is Insights, Xamarin Insights. So, for Xamarin Insights, we have already announced that build that we are merging it with Hockey App. But in reality, all those teams have now merged and worked together on the next version of Mobile dev which we'll announce in uh, November at the Connect event. OK, great. So we are now working together. We have, we are, we're looking at Hockey we're looking at Test Cloud, we're looking at Insights, and we're thinking now what could be the next big thing awesome. for those products brought together. And yeah, right, announcement great. so coming. in November. Yeah, yeah, so
0: at Connect, I can't wait. We have yeah. the, I've already been in some of those meetings, and we're going to yeah. show you some really cool stuff at Connect. <laughs> so you definitely want to make sure you tune in for that one. Um, very, very cool. Uh, one of the other things that I know is a huge challenge um, as I talk about the fact that the device proliferation right So can you talk to about how rapidly do we get new devices into the test cloud?
1: Mm-hmm. So into the test cloud it's um, we, we try to get them into Tier one on day one. So Tier one on the, are the most supported devices with them you know uh, up to date more de- multiple devices available. Um, it's often a challenge specifically with the iPhone to get them on day one. so we try our best. We currently have the iPhone 7 available so we got that like two days later okay. but in general our policy is to get them on day one. Oh, and wow. similar for all the tools, be it Xamarin, be it Hockey App, we try to be, you know, um, uh, 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 release day uh, available for, for the customers. So, like Xamarin supported iOS, day, uh, iOS 10 on release day, Hockey okay. App did, Tesla did. All right, good. So everything, you know, because we know our developers need to put, submit new updates to Apple, they want to be up to date for their customers to, you know, deliver the value. Sure, sure, sure. So we try to you know do our best. It's often a challenge because we we don't get any special stuff from Apple, right? Like we right. we see the news at WWDC, we, we speak to the Apple engineers there, and then from there we have to take it on our own and wow. basically work here at Microsoft to to get things done. Okay. And we t- we're testing the betas, I've been testing the iOS 10 betas ever since they came out on my phone. So it's just I can validate that, you know, in Hockey App everything works for our customers. Okay. So we great. see the bugs really early in the in the face. Same for uh, OS 10 or Mac OS Sierra on, on, my, on my Mac.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, let's talk about the final deployment because that's mm-hmm. another thing that's kind of tough on a mobile application. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing a web app and I'm deploying it into Azure mm-hmm. or into a server, it's simple to get it into production because I just copy my files mm-hmm. into the environment and then, boof, it's ready for everyone. But when you're dealing with an application mm-hmm. that has to be distributed to, through a store, mm-hmm. how do we address that in a mobile DevOps pipeline where I need to get into the Windows Store, I need to get into Google mm-hmm. Play, I need to get into the App Store? How do, is that something we can fully automate, or yeah. is that something where we can only take you so far, now we have to stop, and then you have to go do some manual stuff? It's
1: a trick question. You just want me to promote Team Services more. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, we can, we can do all that. So um, I already talked about how my code can be in Team Services, how my build agent is in Team Services, my unit tests are in Team Services, and then from there we branch off into Test and Hockey App. But Team Services is another tool called Release Management, which is kind of my umbrella above everything where i can manage my whole release process and i actually saw a tweet from you the other day that we have now the manual intervention too yes we yeah so basically the way it works is that um, instead of directly uploading my build from the build pipeline into hockey about test cloud i used release management for this so i set up my build pipeline you know and then i get my artifact my package Mm -hmm. my symbols i load it into the artifact store and team services and then from there i take the artifacts and route them into the different channels i have so an obvious channel would be test Cloud. Uh, hockey App, but then we also have um, um, extensions for Google Play and for the App Store. So you can literally completely automate the submission process into the Google Play Store or into the App Store. You can you know, say, I want a staged rollout to 10% of my users, I can wow. uh, use TestFlight as kind of like an additional external testing in addition to Hockey App, basically when, once you go really production ready, like your RC. You would basically roll it out to test two thousand test flight users, and then you can also promote the test flight build into the production build. All completely automated from release management. And then the other cool stuff is that I can set approvers. So yes. I can say, you know, uh, I want to pre-approve or post-approve every step. So whenever I'm done with Test Cloud and I'm done with Hockey App, I want my manager to say, yep. okay, that build is good. Thomas, you did a good job. Now I want I want to VSTS to submit it to the App Store. Okay. But he's only approving it, right? He's not literally going into nope, the Apple absolutely. tool and, and uploading something manually. He's just approving it and everything else is still, you know, following the, the process. I get my audit logs, I get my validation. And best of all, I can literally see, oh, so this App Store build, came from this build pipeline, this were the test results, this were, were all the commits that went into exactly. this. Right? This is like the full power of mobile DevOps in you know, the delivery direction and in the reverse validation direction.
0: I uh, agree, I think that's yeah. one thing that I tell people a lot as well, right. is that when you build a tool chain yourself versus getting it from us, yeah getting that level of traceability and fidelity is really difficult, right? But what we can literally do is look at a deployment, track it back to the build, Mm -hmm. track it back to the code change, and even track it back to the work item that initiated that particular code change, right? So that's a traceability that's really hard to do when you build the tool chain yourself. Another and then it's all
1: extensible, right? So I, can, uh, yep. I have the service hooks so I can post into Slack to see, you know, that REST approval APIs. has been done. Yep. I can use the REST APIs, but I can also use extensions so I can write my own release or build tasks that hook into that process and work together with my business, whatever Absolutely. I have in my business, right? For example, you know, sending up a blog post, releasing the blog post on my
0: GitHub Yep, that can be right? automated so completely. Completely automated in, in release management. If you can dream it, you yeah. can do it. Because yeah. the, to, to writing a task is so simple. It's either Node mm. or PowerShell. Yeah. I mean, anyone can go do that. And if you already have something that can be exploited through a command line, you don't have to write anything, right? You can just tell us when to run the command line with the parameters. And that's the cool
1: thing now about the manual intervention that we finally have. That because now I can also combine that with my Azure deploy, right, or my my, my back. Because you want. That's a
0: very good point. That's
1: that's what we always discussed about last year, right? Exactly. It's like you do your Azure deploy. You wait with the. The App Store deploy through an a-, a manual intervention step. So somebody has to go in and see if the Azure deploy really went through. And then they approve, and then the App Store deploy went through. And, and so what through. I was
0: looking at as well is yeah. that and I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times you start focusing on mobile DevOps, and all we focus mm-hmm. on is moving it to the phone. but, very few apps out there exist only on the phone. Yeah. They are supported by a backend, databases and web servers mm-hmm. and all this other infrastructure that needs to be deployed in concert yeah. with the front end, right, because the front end is useless without the proper mm-hmm. backend. Uh, I know some people were trying like rolling up the back end that still supported the current front end and then finally you would roll out the front mm-hmm. end and. I mean, yeah, that works, but then it gets complicated mm-hmm. very quickly. And with things like release management and the fact that mobile DevOps includes it's a superset of every other mm-hmm. DevOps we already do, right? So that we're gonna be able to deploy your database and your web services mm-hmm. and every and run test on those as well. You're not when you do mobile DevOps, you're not forced to just do focus on the mobile part, you're able to focus on the entire yeah. application as and a, it's, a And solution. it's not only
1: the backend of the app, it's my whole business, right? So let's say I have a new major version of my app, maybe have a new homepage that I want to launch at exactly the same time as the Pick app it itself, itself. right, I might have whatever other processes are connected, even like sending out a newsletter or something, right, where I would hook into MailChimp or SendGrid to send out my newsletter, right? I want everything in mobile DevOps or in DevOps should be automated or at least, has a defined flow that I where I interact only Completely like at, at certain steps, but everything else is like kind of scripted. And I, you know, developers are like I'm. I'm very lazy person. With, I, the I don't best want developers to do this, are. I don't want to do the same <laughs> thing twice, right? Exactly. Because it's like it's boring the second time. <laughs> and so I really I want to spend time to set it up, and then I have it running and. I might tune things here and there, right? as we do with our our, our demos and stuff like that. Exactly. Ah, last demo was not so good, I want to tune it a little bit. But I don't want to do the same thing over and over again.
0: I I tell everybody, your best developers are the laziest guys you know. Because we're going to make a computer do what we don't want to do. And automation is key because every time you send a human being to do a machine's job, the human being has a risk of messing it up. Where a machine is going to do it the exact same way every time. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of automation uh, and I automate. Yeah. Everything. I, I'm, I'm going to kind of plug my talk at New Zealand. The, 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 you and I are doing one together yeah. and I'm doing another one the next day where I'm literally going to automate the automation. I'll, I'll let you figure <laughs> out what that means when, you, when we get there, right? So that's a little teaser about what yeah. I'm going to do in New Zealand, but I'm going to automate the automation and it's going to be incredible some yeah. of the stuff we can do. So but
1: one thing, one thing we haven't mentioned so far, so we have talked about you know team services, hockey app, distribution, yep. Yep. backend, but there's another aspect which is security. So okay. here at Microsoft we have Intune. Uh, Microsoft Intune, which offers two features: mobile device management, which is basically I can enroll my device. I get all the wi- Wi-Fi profiles for Microsoft, but I also get like a PIN code requirement and stuff like that. But we also have um, Intune has also a feature called MAM, mobile application management. Okay. And what I basically do is I take my build, I wrap it with the Intune SDK. It's literally like one command line thing that you enter on on the command line, uh, one command line command that you enter on the command line, and it adds some Azure Active Directory to my app. It adds, adds policy to my app. So even if my app in the app store if I have a, a, um, a line of business app or you know like a office 65 connected app I can ask my users to sign in with their Microsoft account and then I can ask them to get a pin code I can prevent them from copying personal data and business data into the same thing so for example you know if you do that with your app then you can prevent your users from copying your, your, your
0: high business data into Facebook
1: Okay, and so and you, you and that's Intune
0: the, though. Yeah. So Intune's not just for Microsoft. This is another product that we sell to enterprises that yes. they can use, right? So, so the, the, that's the two components. One is that we sell it to enterprises and they can use it to
1: restrict their employee devices. Okay. That's kind of like the known thing, it's called MDM, it's really device management, making sure that the, that the employees can bring their own devices, but they still fall under under some IT policies to make sure, you know, I have a secure password, gotcha. I have encryption, stuff. So that's the MDM part. But the MAM part plays very good together with Mobile and We actually will talk about this in our yep. New Zealand session because I, I take any app and I add security to it without like requiring any device enrollment. It's literally just the app. The app can then show a PIN code. I, you know, that, so my data, my data is um, secured by the PIN code. I can even use Touch ID on my iPhone, so I can use okay. just my finger. Um, and it restricts copy and paste. I can uh, make sure encryption is required and stuff like that. So basically, we add a security layer to the whole mobile DevOps flow to the app itself
0: very nice very nice yeah so that because i remember you were talking about that because i think you just did a session at ignite north america very similar to that one as well right so people can go and watch that as well now before we go too far off of being able to push into to like the apple store Mm -hmm. and to google play All we're doing is automating the submission. It doesn't Mm -hmm. instantly show up, right? It still has to go through the normal review Mm -hmm. process and all that kind of stuff, right?
1: On Apple, yeah, on Google, there's no review. So on Google, it
0: goes live after a couple of hours, depending on
1: how um, their processing goes. So you push it into the Google Store. You can literally say, make it live. And then you wait like an hour or two and then it becomes live on the on the phone. All
0: right, on perfect. Apple,
1: there's always the review, so you have to wait for the review to happen. Understood. For for production, not for test flight, right? So for test flight, you can avoid the review if it's internal only.
0: Alright, so do I need test flight if I'm using hockey app? Can I get that to all my testers without that?
1: So it depends on what your scenario is. So let's okay. say um, here at Microsoft we don't really need it for a lot of scenarios because we have so many employees in the company and all the company employees are testing all the Microsoft apps, right? So I can go on to Hockey app, I can test the latest version of Word of Excel, of Skype, you know all the Microsoft iOS apps and so all the employees are doing this so we get a lot of data from the employees without going to TestFlight and then we only go to TestFlight for uh, very late stage testing like okay. it, three days before the launch we basically give it out to a few outside testers to test the app. All right. Now if you're a small company you don't have that option and then you because you only have whatever five people in the company so you'd rather want a bigger test audience and now the problem on iOS is that on Hockey App or any third-party platform like Hockey App, you are restricted to 100 device IDs mm. uh, uh, for external testers. So that's an Apple restriction in the license terms, I'm um, saying you can only um, um, deliver your app to 100 iPhones, 100 iPads, 100 watches, 100 TVs. Okay. Um, so you have like 500 devices if they're really all separate. But usually, you know, I have a watch and a phone, so it's not really 500. Sure, either. sure. And then, so that's. And I still can distribute to as many employees as I have, because that's unlimited, but for external testers I have to go through the ad hoc provisioning which has that device limit on the Apple side. Interesting. Okay. So then site gives me 2000 testers, so I can expand my test base from 100 to 2000, which is kind of like the next step. right? I still want my, my builds that go out on every commit. Mm-hmm. I, I want them you know, to go through Hockey app, so everybody in that small test group is always up to date on hourly builds or daily builds. And then I submit to Apple may, maybe once a week or so, because if, as soon as I've changed um, uh, major parts of, this, of the app, I have to review, I have to review, I have to go through the review again. G- so right, right, Apple right, Apple says, ahead. you know, no review if you just do a minor change, but okay. you ha- always have to go through review if you do a major change to the app or app description or stuff like
0: that. Oh okay, interesting. So you kinda touched on this earlier and I just okay. want to go back and, and reiterate this. Although we own Xamarin, you are not required to use Xamarin. No, to enable not at all. all. This power. No. So Hockey App works no matter if I write it natively or yeah. directly in Xcode or if I do an Android Studio. Yeah. Doesn't matter if I use Condova or anything. Yeah. Hockey app's going to allow me to distribute that because yeah. all it cares about is the final output of your build, right? Which is always going to be an IPK or IPA or whatever. That yeah,
1: is I mean, it cares about the output of the APK. build and. It c- we also care about the SDK, but we literally have an I- SDK for iOS, we have one for Android, we have one for Xamarin, we have one for Cordova. So we are, okay. uh, and the SDKs are open source. So you can basically just take our iOS SDK, you know, adapt it to whatever workflow you have. Um, okay. We have an SDK for Unity, but I mean, uh, there might be some game engine out there but we don't have an SDK, but you can take our open source iOS or Android SDK and adapt it to your, to your platform.
0: Perfect. So that's for a hockey app, but the same is true for Xamarin Test Cloud, right? Yeah. so Test Cloud doesn't care at all about the code. It's right. really How only it?
1: about the app binary, and Got so we it.
0: support everything.
1: It's, it's called Xamarin Test Cloud because Xamarin was the company, not Xamarin the technology.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Good. I just want to make sure I, that was clear for everyone, too, because sometimes, like, again, with the name, we, the way we name things, sometimes people immediately think, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is great if I use Xamarin, mm-hmm. but I've already started down the road of Xcode. Can I still yeah. utilize hockey app and XTC? Uh, you can. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can definitely utilize everything that we yeah. do inside of Visual Studio Team Services because we support native builds of Xcode mm-hmm. or, or, or yeah. whatever it is that you need as well. So, so you can
1: this test, this test recorder, which is the app that mm-hmm. runs on my Mac or as part of Visual Studio, mm-hmm. I can literally take my IPA file, you know, I install it on my phone, I connect the phone via USB to my Mac and then I just interact with my app on the phone and test recorder will record those tests. Uh, on my Mac and then upload them to Test Cloud together with the API. I don't need an SDK, I don't need anything. Interesting. I just take my, my debug build, I, I, I ex- enable um, um, accessibility on my phone, and then I can we can capture the touches and okay. the gestures and stuff like that and create a test case So what
0: version of Visual Studio do I need to get access to that recorder? Is there anything special I have uh. to do, anything special I have to install, or is it just <laughs> automatically there for it's, I think
1: it's Visual Studio 2015, but okay. don't ask me about this w- Which studio. update? Yeah, okay. I think so it w- comes as part of the Xamarin package. Maybe it's part of some enterprise school. I don't know. But So, the test recorder app on Mac is definitely a preview. So, I can. Yep, uh, I've seen that one It's before. a standalone app. I can just download it on my Mac and use it Use right. it without any license requirements. So, I'm, so so sure I'm going to give studio. you some
0: homework then. You'll do me a favor. Let's yeah. find out what they need and we'll put it in the comments of the show yeah. on how do, do you that. get to that recorder. Because yeah. I think I might want to demo some of that. So, I need yeah. to know that myself. <laughs> so, I need to make yeah, sure. Because I've that seen out, it. Yeah, I've seen it
1: before. You got me there.
0: Yeah, no I wasn't trying to get you either. I'm actually curious because I don't know yeah. the answer, too. So I wasn't yeah. trying to catch you. But I'm sure I'm not the only person But you don't need the test
1: recorder, right? So the, you only need the test recorder if you want to record um, tests on your phone. Right. You um, can actually hand the tests too. You can, you too, can right? just write them in uh, Xamarin UI tests, which is our C# test language. Okay. You can use Calabash, which is a Ruby-based um, domain-specific language, the Ruby DSL. Okay. So you can write Ruby tests and then run them on both iOS and Android. Perfect. And we um, just announced Appium support, um, okay, so it's basically like the selenium, Java. Yeah. This is Selenium Java driver. Um, so that's coming if you want access, uh, uh, just um, uh, ping us and then we can give you access um, um, to the um, preview of that. Okay, so where should and they ping um, you? Because you
0: know I'm active on Twitter. I know I, I pull you into conversations uh, you can, too. You
1: can just ping me on Twitter or just okay. ping us on Hockey App, and because it's the same team now, right? I mean, just, just support at HockeyApp.net or at HockeyApp on Twitter.
0: At HockeyApp yeah. on Twitter, right? We'll make sure that's in the packages as well. So I'm trying to think of other things that when I t- go and talk to customers about mobile DevOps or what are, what are some of the challenges That you see, or are there still major challenges in the mobile DevOps space that we're still trying to find solutions for, or do you think we basically have everything covered and we're just trying to polish it now?
1: I, I would say we we have most of it covered. Um, for example, um, Test Cloud has no Windows support today, so we want to add Windows support because if we have Microsoft. If you need Windows
0: support today though, yeah. you act- we actually have partners like Perfecto Mobile. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Perfecto Mobile, <laughs> love my Perfecto Mobile guys. Uh, I got to, The reason why yeah. I thought it was so cool yeah. is because I got to go to one of their data centers yeah. and see like. Racks and racks yeah. and racks of phones, all mm-hmm. kinds of phones, and they had services and service yes. books and all that kind of stuff, so it was neat. So if they need it immediately, mm-hmm. they can use partners like Perfecto Mobile and get to Windows and yeah. just another option, right? So I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, that's the, you can compose all our tools together with other tools. Absolutely. It's like the Unix philo- philosophy, right? If I don't have a command line tool ready, I just use another one and pipe it together. Right. And so, yeah, you can use Jenkins, you can use Perfecto Mobile, GitHub, and our release management. For exactly, now, right? exactly. You can even, you know, do your deployment to Amazon, if you want to, right? Like, but I say the same thing. Best. I say that, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, um, so, but I mean, you ask how we can get better, right? So we can get better by improving our own tools, so adding Windows to Test Cloud, and then I think where we can get really better is to make the first time experience much better, okay. right? Now we have all those tools, right? And they have all their own history. Visual Studio Online used yeah. to be. A, a the used So your online used to be, yeah. TFS used to be, you know, Brian's baby. Right. Before he got acquired. Exactly. A long time ago. Exactly. So, you know, and then Hockey App has history, Zaman Tesla has history. So we have all those tools and we, you know, keep demoing them and keep explaining them, but we can do a better job of, you know, people um, discovering them themselves yes. and then setting it up in like, five magic seconds. Like this is like kinda I think the the yes. challenge for all of mobile DevOps, no matter where you look. Even you know, if you just go to a simple Jenkins setup, you know, it's coming it's from not a very simple. It's, <laughs> not, yeah, but, yeah, it's simple in, in terms no, of no, no, what you achieve. Say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simple exactly. results, complicated setup. Diffi- exactly. And everybody's pushing into the direction of making that much easier yeah. because they have they've we have now kinda laid the foundation mm-hmm. but we haven't really matured in, in the moment. I call it space. reducing the friction. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's a lot of friction yeah. to get it done. So and I and I almost feel bad sometimes when I when I mm-hmm. build this amazing demo mm-hmm. and I know it took me a long time to do. Right. So yeah. when I get on stage, sometimes I feel like, oh man, am I an imposter, right? Yeah, it works, but do I honestly think that you could sit down and make this happen? It's like sometimes like, okay, I got to go do better, right? Which is kind of interesting because if I reach to the point where I'm thinking, okay, it took me an hour to figure this out, I'm failing, right? Our team needs to go make this easier because if I can't even figure it out, come on, man. Our customers are really going to struggle. And um, so, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. So right now, we believe we have all of the I's dotted and all the T's crossed, but now what we're gonna do is go back in and reduce that friction yeah. and polish that work. And it's
1: work. awesome once you have it set it up. It and is, it just it works, runs and you know, runs all and the runs, <laughs> exactly. But it's like it's not like super obvious how to set it up. I agree. And then also, also I think you know we have all those tools and they are integrated with each other, so I can you know upload from Team Services into Hockey app and into Test Cloud, and I can get my Test Cloud rest, record, uh, report back yeah. into Team Services. But you know, that's kind of like for me, That's like we took the baby steps and so now we have the child integration, but really want to mature, we want to become adults and it's really a system working together to, to create something awesome. Awesome, right? so yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And I think the more that we do it, we're gonna start to see patterns like we do everywhere, right, to where we're gonna be able to give you a template that says if this is the yeah. way you do development, we're gonna set up the build and the release for you, yeah. right? We know what you need. Versus now a lot of us are kind of like figuring this out. Like, yeah. oh, that doesn't feel quite right. You and I, I remember where does Hockey app show up? Is it in the build or yeah, is it yeah. in the release? We had that talk about a year ago. Yeah. And now we realize with some of the improvements that we made that we kind of want to move it a little bit mm-hmm. further down the pipeline where we control how many testers get it and then can tell Hockey App to show a little bit more testers mm-hmm. this particular thing. Okay, Hockey App, it's good, put it in yeah. the store for us. Where on our first iteration of this, Hockey App mm-hmm. was in the build. So, I think it's a learning process mm-hmm. for everyone involved, and as we learn more, we're able to reduce that friction and then give you a better experience. Yeah. But I think you're right too. Like I said, when we went and acquired mm-hmm. Xamarin, it was like the last piece to the puzzle, mm-hmm. right, for mobile DevOps to, mm-hmm. be, to be possible. And or to
1: give you another example, right, we have crash reports on hockey App, and they're fully symbolicated so I can see, you no know, method names and la- class names and I see my file and my line yep. number, and we have a backlink from the version to the commit but we could actually do a backlink from my crash log right into the code that lives on VSTS, right? And this is all possible, we just have to get there. And that's that's not, we're not there yet, and I I hope we get there soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, I've mentioned that to a lot of people too, because Xamarin has always had a plugin inside of Visual Mm -hmm. Studio now that they're part of us, that integration just gets that much tighter, that Mm -hmm. much better to where it's just, it's no longer an extension, it's just a part of Mm -hmm. Visual Studio. And the same thing with with Hockey App. I remember when we first met and we were talking about how do we get the linkage between team services and Hockey App to be tighter now, right? And I think what we're gonna see over time is just, they almost meld into just the the solution, yeah. right? Not this, this, and this, but it's just the solution. But you know,
1: use. we we want to get tighter, but we don't want to create a lock-in. Right? Or, so oh, we, absolutely. So that's absolutely. a challenge, right? So we like you, you kind of have to fight yourself a little bit because you want to have a tighter integration, but at the same time, you want every tool to be attractive on its own. I want Agreed. to if I just want you know work item tracking in TFS, VSTS, whatever. Yeah. I, I just want to use that one and not be forced into also using your repository
0: and you know hockey. App and I so get on that again. challenge all the time because I, I, I always lead with team services is everything that you need yep. to turn an idea into a working piece of software and some people recoil from that statement yep. thinking oh that's vendor lock-in and then I have to go back and explain no guys yep. if you want to only use our build fine mm-hmm. if you only want to use our source control fine if you only want to use yep. hockey up fine right so I agree with you and what, the way that I see us doing that is that we basically have to make sure that we integrate mm-hmm. with each other the same way we would allow externals mm-hmm. to integrate with us REST APIs mm-hmm. service hooks and all the other mm-hmm. standard ways to communicate but again and we're obviously should yeah. be able to do it better than anyone else right because yeah. we are the same person we are the same system but I completely agree and I have to go back all the time and convince people that if you're already invested in Jenkins you do not have to abandon mm-hmm. Jenkins but you can still take advantage of everything else you and I mm-hmm. just talked about today and a lot of people have mm-hmm. a hard time believing that because We're Microsoft, and historically it's all or nothing with Microsoft, Mm -hmm. but it's a new Microsoft, which we keep trying to tell people Mm is that it's not the same Microsoft. There's a Mac and no one's upset about (laughs) it, right? (laughs) I have a Linux machine for the first time in my life after I joined Microsoft and no one's upset about it, right? I had to learn Linux When I joined Microsoft, how weird is that, (laughs) Every time I say that, it just doesn't sound right, that I joined Microsoft, then I installed Linux for the first time. But that's the Microsoft that we live in. And I hope that we can finally convince people that when I say any language, any platform, Mm -hmm. I'm not bluffing. Right, yeah. that is our goal: is to enable any language on any platform, and that includes iOS, Android, Windows, Linux, mm-hmm. Mac, uh, wearables, mm-hmm. your TV, your Xbox, yep. your Raspberry Pi, your Arduino. We don't care, mm-hmm. right? Wherever you want to write your code and wherever you want to deploy your code. Mm-hmm. I go to work every day trying to make yeah. that true. So.
1: And you know, you know, we we are evangelizing mobile DevOps, yep. continuous everything and of course we want to do the same thing in here at microsoft right absolutely. so we want to deliver value to our customers we want to engage with them we want to learn from them and deliver even more value absolutely. so it's just not it's not we have the november moment right and we ship something but then we need to ship more and more and more and we want to continuously improve and i think that's as important for our customers as it is for us
0: absolutely yeah. and we're on that journey ourselves yeah. which is a story that i tell quite a bit is that TFS used to take three years to write. Yeah. Now we release it every three months. We took it to the cloud and <laughs> we release it every three weeks. And we're, we're not happy with three weeks, mm-hmm. right? We wanna release it every week, every yeah. day, every hour. And we're constantly on this journey of how do we continue to improve? And what I love about it is that we're using our own tools to do mm-hmm. that. So Visual Studio Team Services is version built and deployed using Visual Studio Team yeah. Services, which is freaking awesome. Yeah. So that brings up another question. How many of our mobile apps that we and applications that we write here at Microsoft are using our mobile DevOps pipeline. So, is is Hockey App deployed and built in with all the same stuff that we've just been describing? So, I
1: would I would answer all of them except you know there are so many apps at Microsoft Absolutely. that I don't know all of them. Absolutely, but there's like all, Office is using it, Skype is using it, Perfect. Yammer is using it, Perfect. Power BI is using it. All the major apps have some integration with Hockey App. Some are you know using other tools in addition to this, which is you know. Our internal teams are no different to our customers. Whatever you prefer for your solution, you use it. Um, But um, especially for the dog fooding here at Microsoft, you see literally every app on the Hockey App dashboard to test it and try it out. That's
0: awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I have had a blast, man. I really do appreciate you coming on the show. I've been actually dying to have you on the show for a (laughs) while. We have been like scheduling for... For what? Like, since I lived here, right? So like ah, six months like we've been trying. Out. You think it's been years, that long? So yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. Like Last year Connect, I think, was the first time we... Uh, we mentioned it. about, yeah, yeah, having this interview. And I think it was incredible because yeah. you're just a wealth of information. So thank you so yeah, much for joining us. Yeah, it's so much us. fun. Thank you yeah, very much. No, anytime, man. And, and yeah. we are going to kill it when we yeah. go to New Zealand. That's going to be awesome. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. See you guys. See you.